Hey y'all, welcome back to But Not All at Once, the podcast for people who are old enough to look back at pictures of themselves and say, oh, sweetie, if you're not yet old enough to look at pictures of yourself from previous times and say, oh, sweetie, hang on, girl, it is coming. And um, also, I'm happy for you. Enjoy, enjoy that you have not made public fashion mistakes in a way that is, you know, forever memorialized either in a printed out photograph which let's be serious if you're young enough not to be able to say oh sweetie it's not printed or on social media so in some ways those of us who are a smidge older than you are have the upper leg upper hand there we go there it is it's late but i'm here fulfilling a promise that i made to several new moms to provide a pep talk with my advice to women bringing home their second baby. I did not remember that I had promised this and in fact had it on my to-do list months ago and it just fell by the wayside because this podcast is an amalgamation of stories and pep talks and pop culture and things that happen in the moment. We just go where the wind blows. We fly by the seat of our pants even though most of us are responsible, job-holding, child-rearing, car-driving adults who have insurance or mortgages or dogs and don't really get to be spontaneous in any other arena of our lives. Here I am, tired, but making good on a promise. So I hope that you can show me some grace for the stumbling I'm about to do. But I want to give you a little word of encouragement before, um, well, before I hit the hay or possibly try to clean my kitchen before I hit the hay, but let's be real, I'm not I'm not that responsible an adult. I want to walk back to your very first baby. Actually, one of, if not the first, episodes of the podcast uh, was a podcast focused on encouraging women who have just been handed a baby and sent home with a seven-pound living, breathing human to take care of as though it's no big deal. Um, You have been with a labor and delivery nurse or a team of doctors or NICU staff, wherever you've been. It's with people who care for small humans day in and day out. Then they hand you this thing, wish you the best of luck and go about their day. It changes everything. If you haven't heard that episode, I will link it in our show notes. Please go back and listen. I think it's tinyurl.com slash newmompeptalk. And it is absolutely everything people probably told me before I had a baby that I just couldn't process, digest, put into action as a pregnant woman or a new mom. So step one, remind yourself of all of the things people told you when parenthood was a very abstract concept. Then recognize you are at an advantage here. Much like those of us with a little gray at our temples can tell you, those of us who have printed photographs of our youth, there is some benefit to getting a little bit of life under your belt. And the benefit is confidence. You might not know how it will work out, but you know that it will work out. I struggled with my first child breastfeeding. I hit every speed bump you could imagine. I was so tired, so just soul crushingly tired. 
and so emotional and sweating. Oh my gosh, why was there so much sweating in the night? I felt like I felt guilty breastfeeding this baby when I had just showered and yet I needed to change the sheets again. There's a lot happening. Bodily fluids a go-go. You are not the finest version of yourself. And what's going to happen is you're going to remember how hard it was to be tossed into the deep end. You are going to remember the exhaustion, the cluelessness, the amateur hourness. You are going to remember the sensation of feeling totally and utterly lost and knowing that you're the only person who can pull yourself out of the woods. No one else can do it for you. Step one, I think I've already told you what step one is, but new step is you already know that you got out of the woods once. It's probably different woods, maybe a different map, different baby, different compass, different weather. But you know you've done it before and you can do it again. The exhaustion is nowhere near as shocking to your system when you've lived through it once. I find you remember it so much more intensely than it than you live it. It was such a shock to your system that your brain and your body are like, protect this girl, protect this girl, protect this girl, and you are anticipating it five times what it will really be. So in the moments where you think, what have I signed up for? No way I can be responsible for one more living creature. Remind yourself you've already done this. And in addition to the fact that you know more and you have more confidence because you see that the fog lifts, that you can reemerge into society, that things slowly tick, 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 tick towards better, And just those tiny, itty-bitty little steps towards normalcy feel like heaven in the meantime. You are also better at asking for or accepting help. Do not wait. Go back to that episode at the very beginning of this podcast and know that I mean it from the core of me. Do not wait. Ask for help before you need it. Take all the help that is offered to you for sure and ask for more. Do not feel guilt. When you start to feel guilty, offload your sweet, beautiful, oldest baby to that person. Your child will enjoy one-on-one attention while you take care of yourself and or your baby. Remember, in the months leading up to delivery, when this is all still very abstract, it is 100% normal to wonder, can I love a boy? after I have a girl? Can I love a girl after I have a boy? Can I love another child when this perfect creature has been given to me and I've never loved anything like this? You can. And just as I couldn't have put into words before you birthed that first baby, how it was going to feel, I can't put into words for you how it's going to work. They're going to hand you this baby and it's just going to work. You're going to love it. And by the way, if you don't love it in the hospital room, if you don't love it in your first week at home, If you feel more confused or tired, those are all also in the range of normal. Um, And you are more than entitled to feel those things. And I hope you can talk to someone about it because it doesn't mean you'll never love that baby. But you will. You will love that baby. And it will be just as fascinating. Every sneeze, every cough, every little nose crinkle, every tiny mannerism, the little hands they throw up in the air when you unswaddle them. It will be just the same as before, only better. How? Because you get to share it with that older child. I don't care if that baby is 18 months old or eight years old. 
you tell that child this is your baby and there's a pride of ownership and ownership might be the wrong word, but that is the feeling that a toddler or a preschooler has when you give them some sense of buy-in. This is your baby too. She came here for you. I do want you to remember what someone told me once that kind of rocked me to my core and gave me some perspective, which is a parent of one brings home a second baby And it's as though you told the older child um, the equivalent of your husband saying to you, okay, this is our new wife. We're bringing her home. She's never leaving us. She is ours. She is just as much a part of our marriage as you are. We love her. We'll be kind and gentle to her. And people are going to come and bring her presents. It, It would be tough. It would be unexpected. So in any way that you can cater to your older child with that one-on-one grandparent or neighbor or beloved babysitter attention with presents, if you're the friend of someone having a second baby, for heaven's sakes, if you can only bring one thing, let it bring a book for the big, for the big sibling. Let it be a toy that they might like. Let it, let it be something for them to unwrap with their name on it because that baby is so celebrated as it should be. But I'm sure that it feels a little lonely right? I've been here all along. My brother's four and a half years younger than me. And I distinctly remember the sensation of like, dude, I've been walking for like years. No one applauds me. Look, look at, look at these books I can read. Y'all are over here going bananas because he can point out an A on a billboard, but um, I'm here reading whole Dr. Seuss books and no one's throwing me a parade. It's tough out here for a firstborn. Pay attention to that child. Celebrate them. Let them make decisions. Should we put the baby down in the pink swaddle or the white swaddle? Should we read her this book or that book? Someone told me that if you have to choose in a moment between the older child and the baby to remember the older child, because they will remember that moment more than the baby will. And that's tough because there are some times where it's just not physically possible. You can't unlatch a baby. You can't suddenly snap a finger and get them out of the bathtub or clothe them. But um, I want you to cut yourself a little slack. Do err emotionally on the side of the toddler, but also know that in a way, balancing attention is a gift to that child and to the world. It's a gift to his kindergarten teacher, to his college professors, to his first boss, to his spouse, that you don't get to be the center of the universe all the time. Although we want you to. Oh my gosh, we love you so much. You're carved out of butter, dropped from heaven. You're perfect. And yet there will be moments where I have to tell you, I'll be right there, baby. Right there. Hang on. Grab that book. You're safe. You're dry. You're loved. This baby is naked and incapable of even extending its legs fully. So I'm going to have to err on the side of the baby here. You will get that balance more as time goes on. The key for me was finding rhythms. And that word can be a little hokey sometimes, but maybe it means that when you go to nurse baby and put her down for a nap, that's his special time to read this one big boy book or play with this very special truck. Quiet truck, no lights, no obnoxious noises, but you get the idea. Maybe it's his time to watch Fireman Sam, a special show that you only watch this one time of day. Get into little habits that are pick-me-ups for your older child. You'll hear me say him because my oldest is a boy and, and my second child was a girl. Involve him in whatever you can. 
allow them to bond. And when you feel guilt, remember that you are presenting that guilt to your child. And by that, I mean saying things like, oh, I know mama is so sorry. She, I know this baby is taking me away from you. The language that you use is powerful. This baby isn't taking you away. This baby is a gift to him. This baby is a best friend he gets for life. After you've left this earth, their relationship will continue. It is likely the longest relationship he will have in his life. That's incredible. You are giving that child a gift. And by framing it that way, framing your tone and your words that way, allowing him special treats throughout the day, giving him big boy presents, making sure he knows that he's valued and capable. Can you go pick a diaper up for me? Can you go get your cup of water for me? Now's a great time for me to teach you how to buckle your own seatbelt, how to fill your own cup up how to do things that maybe because I thought you were a tiny baby, I did for you, but then you lumbered into the hospital room and I realized, sweet mercy, you're a man child. It's time for you to be a big kid and you get to have all of these special tasks that give you a feeling of ownership and responsibility and decisions in your own life. There are books like uh, I Love You the Purplest that talk about how we don't love one child more than another. They're different in the same way that you don't love mommy more than you love daddy, right? You just love us differently and for different reasons, but very, very much. I love you even more now than when I had this baby because I see what a wonderful example you are for her and how kind you are to her and how much she wants to be around you. Frame it in your mind and in your heart so that it comes out in your words and your actions that this is a gift that's going to last a lifetime. Take guilt and stuff it. Don't hear it. Don't hear it from other people. Do not put on a bikini and stand in front of a mirror. Don't try to squeeze into last season's jeans. Friend, you have a bigger fish to fry. And that is caring for yourself and two lives under your roof. So to recap, although this has been a ramble, because again, I'm trying to touch on the surface level things I want you to know after weeks and months of promising you this discussion was coming. Take every bit of help that's offered. Listen to every bit of advice that you couldn't really process the first time you were becoming a parent because it was basically like listening to ancient Greek. Ask for more than you're given. And if that makes you cringe, remind yourself how good it feels when someone asks you for help because you don't feel so powerless. You want to step in. You want to do something. You love them. Let someone else help you. If it makes you feel guilty, offer to Venmo them. Hey, if you're out today, could you grab me some stamps and drop them on my porch? By the way, you don't need stamps. You don't need thank you notes. Put a pause on that. Just let's actually go ahead and scratch that off your list. Could you grab me a gallon of milk? Could you go through Tropical Grill and give me a family meal deal with some grilled chicken and veggies and rice? will be such a godsend, I will Venmo you 20 bucks. Whatever the case may be, ask for that thing. Do not feel guilty. People will tell you no, it is their job to draw their boundaries. You just birthed a whole human and you're caring for two people as well as trying to recover yourself. You can ask for a little food. It's not going to kill anyone. Worst thing that happens is someone feels terrible and just can't do it. Remember that your children do not have the same sense of time you do. Very soon, 
Your older child will not remember life without your baby, just as you probably don't remember how you could have ever existed without this other being. They are going to adapt and be resilient. And on days where you feel like I am shortchanging one or the other, remind yourself that when you are 95, those people will be so thankful you did this, that you lived through this comparatively tiny season, that you struggled through it and you gave them each other. Even if the moment was hard, you're doing a great job. Go back and listen to and soak up every bit of that new mom pep talk after the baby comes, because you will still feel vulnerable. But there will be a deep-seated knowledge that I've done this once. I can do it again. Yes, circumstances are different. Yes, I won't always be able to stop everything and hold this other child with both hands. Sometimes you'll be nursing, and you'll be kicking closed a dishwasher drawer with your right foot and stirring something with your right hand and holding a cell phone between your ear and your shoulder, trying to have an adult conversation, and your kid will fall down and you'll have to drop two of the three things. It might not be the baby, and that's okay. We, most of us, have been raised with other children. And so long as your heart is in the right place and you can celebrate that big kid in the times where that baby is not awake, for instance, it's going to be all right. The other piece of it is it's okay if you celebrate that baby, that big kid rather, in your bed. Come bring a book into mama's bed. I'm going to turn on Fireman Sam on this iPad or I'm going to turn on white noise on my phone. You can read your book and I'm going to close my eyes and we're going to play the quiet game. Whatever you need to do to take care of you, you are now stretched a little bit thinner than you were before. And I want you to prioritize being as rested and as calm as you can be, because staying calm allows you to remind your child and yourself that this is a gift. Sometimes gifts are hard. Sometimes you have to manage your blessings and remind yourself that they are not just stressful things, but also good things that can be both at once. And being as arrested as possible and dropping those shoulds out of your vocabulary and dropping that bar as low as it can possibly go and then possibly digging a little ditch and dropping it even below sea level would be the best thing you can do. If it gets really bad, call your best friend. And if she's not available, imagine what she would say to you or what you would say to her if she was having that conversation with herself. I'm doing such a bad job. What are you talking about? You're new at this. You're learning. It's fine. No one could be a better mom for these two children than you. They love each other immensely and they love you beyond words. You're going to figure it out. That is literally all the advice I have for you because you have what you need. You have the knowledge. You have the confidence. It's going to be immensely oodles and levels and exponentially easier this time. And more than that, I hope you have the bravery, the courage to wave the white flag sooner than you did the first go round. It's not easy, but it's not forever. There are sweet moments that I hope will fuel you through the hard ones. And I hope you get enough rest if it's just closing your eyes. If it's handing a baby to someone in your front yard while your neighbor rocks that baby and lets your preschooler ride his trike up and down the sidewalk so you can go inside and sit in a dark room and flip through us weekly. I don't care what you do. Do whatever you have to do. You will not be beating yourself up about your macros. 
about your exercise plan, about whether or not you're reading the right news outlets, you'll be doing the bare minimum because if it doesn't have to be done, it's not getting done because the world will not fall apart. You are not in charge of that. You are in charge of you. And you being well and healthy and rested affects a lot of people. I'm proud of you. You're already doing a great job if you care enough to look for help. I hope you know I'm here and there are a lot of great resources. I'm going to link our postpartum mental health episode here. I think it's a great place to start. You know where to find me, but not all at once.com, but not all at once on all social platforms, but not all at once at gmail.com and patreon.com slash, but not all at once. If you want to subscribe and support the work that we're doing, I hope you have not been taking a shot for every time I say, but not all at once, because you'll be in for a world of hurt and hopefully no breastfeeding, but that's a different story for a different day. You've got this. I'm proud of you and you're going to figure it out. We'll talk soon. Bye guys.